Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Established Link. Um, last episode we talked about accessibility with our friend Thomas. Um, today's episode we want to talk about career planning, um, just some uh, income growth and and goals with that. Um, potential for, you know, with that it's, it's potential for, for multiple remote opportunities. Um, with that, you know, what we're talking about is like uh, being, you know, working from home, how you can allocate uh, spare time to work on, you know, either education or other side jobs that doesn't impact your main job, right? You know, something that you can do while your main job is still going on, um, where yeah. maybe maybe you don't have to be on the phone, but you can do some sort of like data entry job or um, just something that you you can do in the spare time because you don't have to drive anywhere. You can just literally be at the comfort of your own home and be able to do, do certain things, work on some reports or, you know, whatever, just as an example. I mean, you can even take it even a step, even simpler than that. Um, You can look at it where since a lot of people work from home, uh, some people are not afforded, uh, the flexibility. Well, let's 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 take it back. Uh, you have some people going back into the workforce, uh, as far as going back in the building where they were working from home because of COVID. During the time you look at it, when people were working, were not necessarily working from home, but you know, some people without a job, um, or you know, they're just like, how else would I put it? If they if they <clears> lost <throat> their job or couldn't work for a sh- for that period of time during COVID, they had to basically stay home. Or if they were quarantining, there you go. Um, a lot of people who were alone during that time they were looking for something to keep them occupied, and they may have taken on pets. So sure. if you look at it too, you know if if you're in a in a neighborhood area, a community area. That's also another way of expanding your income and growth. If you looked at it as where you may have like some people have hour lunch breaks or or, or um a, they may have a one hour full time break uh, that they spread out with you know two fifteen minute sessions and then a thirty minute lunch or they can use it in one large chunk and say you're in a neighborhood or a community where you know a lot of people who would normally be home you're used to be home and they're out now and they may have a pet that needs to go out for a walk or something and they're in your neighborhood. What is that? Maybe 15 to 30 minutes to let, you know, their check on their pet for them, let them out, get them water, whatever the case is, if they're working at a, at a far, far enough distance. So that itself too is, you know, something that you can even look at as an extra income if need be um, while working from home and utilizing your, your time your time appropriately for it. You know, now that you mentioned that during, during the time when, you know, COVID started to initialize, you know, when we started going into the whole lockdown thing, um, you did sort of see new types of businesses spring up about, you know, and a lot of it was, you know, stuff that was online based. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I noticed was, something along the lines of what you're talking about now uh there was there's this um like a uh, pet sitting uh business 
but it's like online based. Like you can, you create, you basically like create an account and you can find locals in your area that, you know, that are willing to do those, those services. And Mm. it's kind of like a nanny in a way. It's like, you're able to kind (laughs) of get, get, get to know them, you know, their experience and just kind of like see what they're about, you know, um, just to make sure, you know, like whoever's going to be watching your pet is some right. you know, trust type of deal. <clears throat> but it was one of the ones that I noticed that like came about during that time period back in 2020, you know, yeah. but, uh, but for, for what we're talking about here, uh, I mean, yeah, I think while you're, while you're working a remote job, it's, a, it's also an excellent opportunity to be able to, if you can, if you have the resources and the mindset for it to, you know, potentially create, you know, um, you know, some, some sort of job for yourself. So there's people that are, you know, are being entrepreneurs and springing up, you know, some sort of online business, whether it's selling something, yeah. Yeah. you know, or, or whatever the case is, or just trying to provide some sort of service. I mean, yep. shoot, I mean, there's, 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 there's people that are trying to provide it services from home because we're <laughs> able to use, you know, utilize services like, team viewer or whatever mm-hmm. you know to, to be able to remotely log into you know another person's computer to perform some sort of work yeah i mean it, the the op- the options are limitless when you think about it when you are privileged enough to be able to work from home um it doesn't and now granted you know the, the key the key feature is it's it's a job right so with any job, you're responsible for the work that you do within your career field. So it's not a matter of, you know, working the system, but it's, it's you know, your livelihood. You're trying to make an income. And at the same time, you're going to be, for you to receive that pay, you're, you're going to get paid by the work you're doing. So, you know, it's not a matter, it's, I guess the way I'm putting it is, you know, it's like, you're not trying to say, yeah, I can work two jobs and like, and, and con a company but yeah. it's a more, it, you, you know, you know me, right? It's like, in a sense, some people may look at it like that, but it, it's, you have to think about your work, work ethics is also what it comes down to because you can't sit on two meetings and no. run, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, you, you have can't to be run realistic. Two meetings at, exactly. You got to be realistic. You can't run two meetings at the same time. You can't simultaneously do two jobs as far as entering data or resolving a problem or working on a phone call at the same time. It's it's more so saying that you're having something that's more like a passive income mm-hmm. um, scenario or an overlapping of time where if you have something like you say you are running an online store and you have an online store and you make a sale. So you can have that functioning in the day where... Oh, okay. Um, I'm working my regular job. I take my lunch break. I can go and process this transaction for this sale that I just made. Oh, I'm working my regular job. Oh, I have to ship out a product. I have an hour lunch break. I can go ahead and take this down to the mailbox to ship this product out so that way it'll get shipped out because I have that break time in between. Right. You know, scheduling your time appropriately, um, utilizing that. I mean, and then also even taking it another step, you know, within the same with education, you know, I have my, my, my time where if I were to drive to work, it's a 30 to 45 minute commute. Well, now that time that I would have 
spent driving to work, I can spend that time now learning a new course or studying a new program, learning a new language. Um, it's they're all time management, balancing out your work schedule and your life schedule as well are all areas where when you work from home, it, it makes it a lot more convenient that you can do those things where, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have been able to do it before. Right. It, yeah, it, it, it's time management with that, you know, being realistic, um, you know, yeah. And, and what you said there was, was perfect. There was passive income. It, it, that's, that's, that's really what it would be. I mean, some people can be, you know, if they feel and they're comfortable to being, you know, very efficient and think that they can maybe, maybe pull off some other, some other type of job while attending meetings and whatever. I mean, all power to you if you can do that. Some people like, I, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. But, you know, there, there are, there are some folks that will take that, that step and, and try to be aggressive with, you know, taking on some other job. It's just, yeah, you know. maximizing their time. I mean, you look at it, right? So in a world now where more people are accepting of the work from home role, and we talked about it in our last few podcasts that we did, and you look at it as well, your time zone differences. Yeah. You can, you can literally say, because of the time zone difference between someone in the East Coast of the U.S. to the West Coast of the U.S., you know, that three to four hour difference, three hour difference. Um, then you also have in the different regions of the world where you have in European or, or Australia, those different time zones. Um, you can literally make it overlap to where you can take on a part time job to overlap to make up the full time of your regular job. For example, saying if you have a schedule that you say you worked, you know, most people, if you're a, a person who just have a routine, you wake up in the morning, whatever the case may be, you can say, you know, hey, you wake up early enough in the morning that you can put in a few hours for another time zone, What you know, taking on a part time task somewhere else for another country, whether it's for data entry or, you know, transcripting or, you know, just tutoring, whatever the case may be. You know, you can say if you worked a shift that finished at four o'clock in the afternoon and then you already know that you have that downtime because you're not driving home from work, you'd say you pick up a shift in another country that's about to end and finish off your four o'clock to like a six o'clock window. So, you know, that's three hours. Yeah. But three hours a day spread out five days a week, that's a 15 hour part-time job. Yep. You know, so it just, it just varies. And then you're still saying you still have like your evening left over for you. (laughs) If you look at it, (laughs) because you still have that time left in the end of the day. Again, that's all on how hungry a person is and, and, and their, their drive, their motivation, what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, But again, that's, that's what our topic is for, for right now, what we're discussing, right? It's, you know, your income growth and your goals, you know, ways to increase your income, um, ways, not only that, but knowing what your goals are. You know, seeing what opportunities are out there, 
um, and making having an open mind you mm-hmm. know, of what they could be, the prospects. I think I think now is a perfect time to be aggressive with this with these remote opportunities while it's mm-hmm. still yeah i mean yes we've we've i think across the board across the nations you know there's that big push to have that remote capability and to allow a large set of the workforce to be able to work from home yeah. but it could potentially change. However, you know, like, like we've mentioned before, like it, it just seems like it, it's, it's been showing that it's been efficient for people to be able to work from home and be less distracted being, being inside an office, but it's not true everywhere. You know, there's, you well, yes, know but that's why, that's why there's, you know, there's hybrid opportunities and then there's mm-hmm. opportunities where, you may start out remote, but then they'll have you come, you know, by the end of six months, they're going to have you um, come into the office. Yeah. Now, there's there's still going to be hardware somewhere. With all of that said, one, you know, something I want to bring up. Um, and I, I highly encourage this to everybody. Um, take the time, you know, as you go through school, as you get certifications, you know, you get your credentials in. Take the time to put together your LinkedIn profile. Um, for those of you that don't know what LinkedIn is, it's basically an online resume. It's like, you know, you, you put together everything you've done, you know, for your education, your work experience, um, especially, you know, as long as it's relevant. Uh, you, you wouldn't really, I wouldn't recommend putting in Burger King or something like that, unless you're in the, <laughs> you know, you know, in, in the food industry, but, um, but yeah, you would put in all, all, all of your experience there. Uh, and this, this allows you to, to be marketable in a way, right? It's, it's a, a lot of companies are now using LinkedIn as a way to see your resume online. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that it's, you can't, it's still good for you to develop your own resume, you know, get your word doc out there and, you know, put, put together your resume. But um, for instance, there's jobs that you can apply to using your LinkedIn profile and you don't have right. to do anything else extra. They, LinkedIn had like already works with some certain companies to, to be able to do so. Um, it's also less steps involved. You know, once your profile is applied, um, if you're selected, they may have you uh, go through a few um, other questions that they'll need you to answer. But, you know, it's less steps that you'll have to take. Um, and it's all because it's, you're, you're applying with your profile. Um, mm-hmm. there is, they do have a capability of being a, able to download your profile as a resume. So they'll automatically do it for you. It's pretty generic. But... Um, it's all you really need unless you really want to be fancy and put a bunch of different temp, you know, use different templates like from word, but um, right. they'll, they'll give you a generic template and put, you know, your resume out there and very nicely in a PDF format. Um, I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right. Bro. I mean, honestly, if you don't, if you're, if you're seeking to, to strive in the business sector, um, the job market, professional career linkedin is definitely something good to have 
established. <clears throat> I mean, everybody and anybody, most, let me take it back. Most people have a Facebook, an Instagram, uh, uh, some type of social media platform. Whether you stay up to date with it or not, one of the better ones to have, especially for a business professional, would be LinkedIn. Definitely right. would be LinkedIn. And you know the the other the other cool thing is they you know they they now have the ability to perform job searches with you know within their platform right so you don't mm -hmm. have to go to another separate service like Indeed or you know Career Builder you know you don't have to go to any of those everything can be done from within LinkedIn so they um, they have they can set up notifications you can save the the jobs that you've applied for or you are looking to apply to. Um, uh, you can set up filters to better help you identify the job that you want to apply for, right? So like, mm -hmm. let's say you're looking for a job that's maybe, maybe you would like to um, come into an office setting every now and then, but would like to work remote as well. So then you can select hybrid as a filter, select the, the type of job, the location, even the even perhaps the, the the salary range that you're interested in, and it will give you all the different job listings that are available for that that filter, and you can start applying from there. Mm. Um, I know at one point when I was I was looking to to change jobs, I um, I had just selected ten, and from those ten, I used my profile to apply to those jobs and waited until one of them, you know, fit and. That's how I proceeded forward. And it's so easy. It's so easy. I didn't, I didn't have to do anything else. I didn't have to do anything extra. It's just very straightforward. Oh, one other it. thing is mm -hmm. by you setting up this profile, this also opens you to be um, spam. contacted. Well, <laughs> spam. Yeah, you could say that. You could say spam, but you you know you you're, you're opening yourself to be contacted by recruiters right it could be mm -hmm. it could be from temp agencies or you know or from those actual companies you know if they if there's a demand in the industry they will contact you um you know they'll you know your profile is put into a set of pool you know they'll look and see your look at your skill set the your years of experience and they can contact you. They can reach out to you via the LinkedIn Messenger and see if, you know, they'll post a listing, see if you're interested, and they'll carry out the conversation through there or they'll set up a phone call with you. Um, and you'll also get an email as well if, if you don't happen to be looking at your LinkedIn messages. But um, mm -hmm. but it all happens through there. Very easy. Um, and to, to me, that's just, it's just like the, the best thing. And I'm not trying to knock on the other services like Indeed. They're all great. They all do a great job, you know, and how they, they're able to post jobs and things like that. And I think, for, for instance, Indeed has grown more robust over the years as well. But to me, uh, LinkedIn just does a better job. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a, a better resource tool to use to look up jobs and to also keep in contact with other folks in the professional industry because it right. is also a social media platform but it's for business purposes no that's this true is, this is where you can keep in touch with your colleagues and you know people that you've worked with so on and so forth 
it's um, a good you... it's a good networking resource. Correct. Because because the thing about it is when you're on LinkedIn, you can see people as they call it in your network. So I'm connected with you. You work at a different company, and you're connected with me. I work at a different company. Somebody's looking for a job. They see that my company's hiring, but they know you, and you're connected to me. You see how the pool is circle. They can kind of identify those things. Oh, my friend knows them, and now they know that I'm associated with this person. So they can kind of, in a sense, it kind of helps with like a like almost like a pre background check, because they if they already know you, uh, they can know. Okay, I know this person has. Um, they're wanting an IT position, and the people that's in their circle are predominantly healthcare providers, and right. they're predominantly retail workers. So, what kind of IT position is this person going for then? Are they working in a sector where they supported these people, or are they trying to step into a new role because they came in where they were only working as in that realm of reception work because they were retail or they worked in offices for healthcare providers as a reception front desk person or side mark, you know, oh, someone's going again, example, IT, but all of their connections are military people. So was it that they were in the services then and they had a position in engineering um, in the services and then now they're trying to step out into an IT career or did they work in that field directly from the service? So, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of, they can kind of get an idea on when they're looking through candidates and trying to get a feeler out for if this person is a fit, because you want to interview somebody knowing what they're really dealing with. So, right. so definitely it's, it's uh it's, it's definitely a useful, it's a useful tool and it's a good tool to have, um, yourself affiliated with when you're connected to that form of a social media platform. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. I've, I've helped my sister out with that. I've, I've helped out a few friends with that and they've had success with it. It's what mm -hmm. they've used in order to, to get jobs. No, definitely. But so, I mean, keeping that in mind now, right? So if you're able to get into the correct career, one of the, things to think about is the finances of it because okay. when you go into a job you're going to a job because you want to get paid yep. <laughs> plain and simple yeah you're going to a job to get paid um given the market that we're in right now we're in 2022 uh it's september and you know a lot of companies they are coming to year end so they're most of them is either trying to trim the fat in the form of, you know, where they're top end heavy, where they have a lot of, um, how do I right way to put it? They may have a lot on their plate that doesn't necessarily need to be there. So for other terms, some people, they look at it in the fear form of layoffs, um, other people look at it in the fear that, you know, it would be a freeze. So there's no opportunity for growth, um, no opportunities for no opportunity for a new job or change of career plan. But you have to just keep that in mind. Um, some of those some of those companies, though, they're not in that position. They're in it as, OK, we need to end off strong. 
So they're in the mindset of we need to get the right people in so we can hit the ground running into the new year, or we need the right people in so that way we can fix up anything we have going on to make sure that we're going to end the year solid. So jobs are out there. Opportunities are out there. Mm -hmm. It's finding the right fit that's going to meet your needs. Now, when it comes down to that, speaking on meeting your needs, you know, you got to think about it in the form of job benefits, right? Because you're going to have a job that can pay you very well. But what are the benefits of that? You know, are they supplying you with health care? Um, that's important <laughs> right now. Uh, are they supplying you with a 401k plan? Um, you know, depending on your state, what's your taxes looking like? Because some companies will pay you out, your salary will be based off of either the state you live in, or if it's privately run, it's going to be based off of the state that the business is running from. So all of those things, you got to kind of think about it, you know, put them into prospect when it's also looking into looking at a new job and then, you know, figuring out what's the right one for you. Well, yeah, I think I think it's a, it's important to also to know when you're applying for positions or you're looking for positions, you know, there you're going to see that there's temp jobs, there's contract jobs. Yeah. Um, and some some contract jobs don't come with health insurance. Yes. You know, some of them, you're going to have to get it on your own. They may pay you a lot more, but it's because you have to you have to get your own, you know, your own health insurance and all that stuff. Yeah, um, you, you definitely you, have to look into that. That's like a key. And do expect in the IT field, there are a lot of like, especially for for like the technical system admin type positions. There are a lot of contract positions that mm -hmm. are like that. some. Yes, you will find full time positions, but there are also a lot of contract positions, and you're going to find them. They can be they can range, you know, three to six months to perm, or just six months or twelve months contract only type of deal, you know. And that and that that may be, you know, it, it'll fit certain type of person maybe a, a maybe someone's only looking to work 12 months at a job just to kind of fill the resume and then look elsewhere you know type of deal but i mean so like bouncing off of what you're saying there right you look at it it depends on the individual circumstances is a lot of yeah. how i look yes, at it right yes yes because if you're if you're a family oriented person you're the sole provider of your household and you have you know a family to look after you're going to want that direct hire position, the permanent role that's going to allow you the benefits you need to take care of your family. If you are a person who has medical needs, you're also still going to want to consider a more direct hire role that will give you the health insurance to allow you to assist for your medical needs. Uh, now, if you're an individual where financially you're pretty, you're, you're very stable, um, especially if you're a younger person where you may still be in your parents' household or you're with a family member or renting with a friend and your bills are really low, then you may not want to do the direct hire. You may want that flexibility of contractual work because right. that gives you the room to where you get exposure to different companies and you're not 
limited to say I'm I'm here permanently. You can say I'm going to serve my time of working this place for a set amount of period of time, transition to another one after I'm done, and get paid very well during that. Because as a, as as you know, as you said, Jose, at the same time, you know, when you're a contractor, you're not going to be getting that PTO and the benefits that a regular full time um, employee would get. Yep. So with those with those missing perks, you would want to really think about how you would handle your finances and what's most important. Because if you know if you're an individual where, hey, I, I don't have a lot of responsibilities on my plate, I don't have um, major debt to my name, then sure, why not take on the contract? and collect the money, save my money, and invest my money while mm-hmm. I'm in this good position. Because that's the other piece about it. You know, you also want to make sure that you're budgeting your your income so that way you can invest it appropriately to meet your goals for what your career plan or choice is to be and just for your regular day-to-day life. Right. I, I, yeah. So, but again, like that's why you have you have to make sure you know, like you 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 take the time to understand what what that means if you take a position like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because those, even though those those temp positions or those contract positions can be great, you know, depending under your circumstances, you know, they can they can come out and tell you, hey, uh, just so that you know. Uh, you don't have, uh, like, like for instance, you you don't you won't get this holiday off. You're right. still technically right. working, you know, so, or you know you'll have to make up the time or something like that. Exactly, that's um, what you also have to think about too. You know, yep. You know, so not to make light of it, but they could say, hey, but yeah, yeah, no, that is, that's we true. We are off, but you yeah. are not. But you are not, my friend. So, I mean, you, you look at, so example, you know, federal holidays, depending on the type of contract that you have, right? They can have yeah. a federal holiday and for people, they'll get paid. But as a contractor, you may not get paid at all. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the company you, you're contracted with, unless they honor those days and pay you out for them, you don't, you don't get paid during those holidays. So you just don't get your, you, not that you don't get a paycheck, because um, most people, they get paid now on a weekly or biweekly basis, but you're not going to get paid for those days, so you're not working. It's more like you, so you have to think about it. If you were working for a facility and everybody's closed and you have no remote capabilities, then you can't make any money at all that day. I think uh, that happened to me uh, uh, when I was working for the the self-support position at uh, one of the companies where... Mm-hmm. Um, cause I had started at one point in October and I didn't find out, I, I, I came to find out that for Thanksgiving, I didn't actually have those days off. Mm. So I had to make up overtime on those days, like on the weekends or something like that, like to make that time in to make that time or just stay late on certain days just so I can make the, make up the time. Yeah. I mean, like that's... I would be, I would be off that day. I mean, there wasn't, you know, or like I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually come in the building that, yeah. that day, but I would have to try to, you know, stay late, you know, for yeah, work know, extra hours the days before, so that way you can at least get some type of a decent paycheck for that time period. 
Yeah, I mean that's and and you got to think about it though too. I mean, there's some companies where you can't do that. You know, it's literally our doors are open for our facility from nine to five, and if you're a contractor for that nine to five, you can't work extra hours to make up for the days that they're closed for holidays. So you know, it's a blessing when you look at it where you work for a facility where if it's a 24/7 run facility, and you have the opportunity where you can say, well, I'm not going to get paid on those holidays. So I'm going to try to work 10 hour days. So that way, if I, if it's a Friday off or a holiday Monday off, then I can work 10 hours Tuesday through Friday so I can get my 40 hour weekend. So, you know, some comp or some places where you just might, you're not able to do that because their doors or access is literally, you know, a nine hour period right. uh, for the day. And if you're working eight out of those nine, then you can't really make that extra time up. So exactly. those are the, those are the things to think about. I mean, there, there are other benefits, uh, you know, getting extra, making a little bit more, but then there are those downsides. It just, it just all, it all depends. Cause I mean, it could be a benefit of, you could still have a family, but you may not be the main single source of support, right? If you have another spouse that's with you and they're getting paid well, uh, you could be under their health insurance and then you can still work the contract, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it doesn't, your time off, you don't get paid. It's not a big deal. Cause you still have another income coming into your house. You so, go. you know, it, it all just comes down to what works, what works best for, for each individual in their situation. Um, still speaking along the lines of that too, uh, with when you can get the benefits, you know, you want to definitely look into a 401k plan if you don't have one. Yes. 401k plans, especially if the company does any type of matching where so most companies, they'll try to match you up to, I think, like a 6%. So if you say you put $100 in, then they'll match you um, up to 6% of your amount for what you're putting in, or they'll do like a a one-for-one one value. So if you put in $100 every time, then they'll match that $100 uh, each time you put in for each paycheck. And it's it's like a set it and forget it type of situation, really. Yep. It's there. You put in your amount, and then that's it. You don't think about it. But but realistically, you should think about it <laughs> because every company is just going to put you on their default uh, sixty. I think it's a sixty five or sixty sixty five or sixty five sixty something like that. There's some retirement code, but the retirement code basically defaults you to retiring at like a sixty five. Uh, age 65 rating. So in a sense, it's basically like, you know, they set up your 401k and say, however old you are right now, um, schedule your 401k investments to uh, compensate for you wanting to retire at the age of 65. So they'll set the level on how much to invest for you, your investment scale, on how aggressive or less aggressive it should go um, to equate for your retirement age. So if you're fresh, you know, young person out of high school taking on a job with a 401k plan, you've got a good ways to go. So they'll put you on a more aggressive schedule um, because you can take more risk. Your risk level is, 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 you know, they'll put you at a higher risk level because if you say you're 19 working a job full time and 
you invest into the stock market and it crashes on you because they invested all your money, you still have 40 years, 50 years to get that money back. <laughs> Opposed to if you start working for a company and you're in your late 50s uh, working for a company that has benefits such as a 401k plan and it stock market crashes, you're about to retire. So you don't want to lose all your money. <laughs> no. So so the way that they're going to work it is they're going to put it in there to where you'll have limited investments to make as far as for your transactions. Now, that is the default setting. And the default setting should work across the board for everybody. But for some people, they like to take a they, – they may not want to be that risky um, – with their investments. So they would want to take control of it. Same way as if they may want to have a little bit more hands-on and adjust it to where they want to have control over how it's being invested. So they may transition that 401k to something close to like, I think it's like an IRA or Roth uh, setup where you can choose your investments and kind of pick a little bit more, be a little bit more hands-on and how your money's being invested into which groups. So those are all important features when it comes down to um, thinking about benefits and what could be available for you. And then tax bracket, you know, that's another thing with a job too. You want to keep in mind about the tax bracket. It is nice to make more money, but, you know, Uncle Sam's going to collect. So <laughs> being mindful of the tax bracket you sit in, uh, if it works best for you and how to work that tax bracket, um, because again, you, you, you get taxed depending on your state. If it's a state income tax, uh, you get taxed depending on if you had dependencies, uh, you get taxed because if you're in a certain budget range or salary range and your spending, your, your, your spending ratios opposed to what your income coming in, you know, there's a certain taxable range in there. So I'm not a tax person, but, you know, I would suggest looking into those things for sure. Yeah, you 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 definitely have to to look into that. You know, that it it happened to me that I fell into another tax bracket and the thing is that when you make more money, you have to kind of you have to make adjustments in your W2 forms and all that um when you're you're doing stuff for work because you you will you do have to pay more taxes. And at mm -hmm. the end of the year, you may end up owing. Um, yeah. And that's something that happened to me um, this year. So that's so definitely yeah. keep that in mind. Um, yeah, because it, it stinks to think, you know, you're, oh, tax of time, come. And next minute, we I owe money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, uh, definitely look those over. Um, And then, you know. Speaking of all this, living within you know your means, I think it's yeah. And I mean this, and this this goes this goes to any job. This is just mm -hmm. something that goes with maturity. This is, and this has nothing to do with IT or whatever. It's, I think this is just a general thing that you should look to live within your means. Um, just because you're making money or you have money doesn't mean spend it. You know, or, exactly. You know, you want to get like the high end gaming, you know, machine that's out there. Um, that's great, but maybe save up for it. Don't 
buy it outright or look for ways on on how you should how you can go about like actually making a high end purchase. Yeah, that's just an example. But def- just live within your means. Don't 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 overspend if you don't if you don't have to. Um, there's and just to add, just a quick add on to that. There are jobs that will look into your credit to see mm-hmm. if you're if if you're if you have good credit, then you're hireable. Some companies will do that. Oh yeah, and they they will list that too in the application that you are um, susceptible to a uh, credit check. Hmm. I mean, it's like that. It's it's like that for a lot of things. Realistically, like not only with your credit, but it's not with a, with a job, but even you know, just getting you know, some of them do it for just for utilities. They'll check your credit depending on your credit is how they evaluate your utilities. That's why they'll like you know they give you references like you know when there's there's different scenarios out there when it comes to like saving. They have like you know you always take us like a certain percentage of your money. If you take fifty percent and you say fifty percent of it, you want to save it for like the needs or 30% is for wants and 20% is for savings or they'll have another one out there that's like 70% is for you know your needs and 20% is for your savings and then you'll have like another 10% left over if you just want to give it to a charitable cause there's different ways you can um you know, rationalize the ratio on how much you should budget and save. But the key point and takeaway of it is that you need to budget and save. <laughs> if if you get a job and you're making $100,000 a year for the job, it, it's not smart to spend $100,000 a year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you probably want to say, okay, if I have a job and I'm making $100,000 for a job, then, hmm. Maybe I should try to see if I can live a lifestyle that would only cost me, you know, thirty to forty thousand. If I really, if I can live that lifestyle or not. If you can, you've got a good chunk of money into savings each year. If you like to enjoy your life, then sure, I want to do things. I want to go out places. I'm young and enjoy everything. I don't really care about saving. Well, at least put some of it away. So say at least. Say I'm gonna at least take thirty percent of that and live with you know a seventy percent type of lifestyle and have something in savings. Like at the end of the day, you want to tuck something away into savings. Like you just don't know what could ever happen if you're yep. constantly spending what you make. When it comes down to bills, when it comes down to when you have to pay for a house, whether it is you choose to rent or to own. Um, when it comes down to transportation, where you choose to purchase or to lease, um, where you choose to travel, where you choose to eat, your your bills on just your communication for a phone, you need to have a phone for communication. You know, those type of things, you have to make repairs, repairs to your body, which would be medical needs, repairs to your transportation. You know, um, just your day-to-day maintenance of you want to be able to take somebody out or buy something nice for yourself one day, all those things cost. And if you're always living at a lifestyle of 100, 
then you'll never be able to have anything for yourself. Yeah. So budgeting is very important. Very, very important. You have to take time to establish yourself. I mean, I I think in the beginning, you want to get what you need and then just save and plan things out. Just be smart. Just be smart with, yeah. with with your money that you're making from the, from exactly. the company. Because because again, let's let's just say if you happen to have a position where you do have to drive into the office, right? You want to have reliable transportation, and at some mm-hmm. point or another, you know, maintenance is going to come, and you're going to have to be able to take care of that transportation to make it. You don't want to find yourself in a situation where you've spent all your money you don't even have a way to or you don't have the means to take care of your transportation so that you can continue to make it into the office exactly i mean at at the end of the day we're all numbers right realistically you you have a badge number or you have an id number to to get into your place of business or log into your place of business so being that you're just a number you don't know what could happen to your company the next day they could be bought out and the next company that owns you says, all right, well, hey, we already have a team that does all of your jobs, so we no longer need you. If you spent 100% of your money every time, then you're without a job and you have no money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you, so you, tomorrow is not promised to you. You have to always think about it on those levels. You know, what if, what if the company does a layoff? What if the company transitions and you're now becoming temporary or your hours of, of work starts to get cut and you're not working the same amount of hours if you're an hourly paid person? What if the facility itself or the infrastructure on how it was operating is damaged? So they have to be shut down for a temporary period of time. You're not technically without, you're not losing your place of employment. It's they're just shut down for a temporary time. Now you're temporarily out of work, temporarily not getting paid. <laughs> so, you know, it, so again. It, it's speaking out of experience because we've seen it. We've, we've seen this happen. We've seen it. And, and we're not just mm-hmm. talking just to talk, but everything, yeah. everything you're saying, this is, this is stuff that we've seen. Yeah, it's it's all. I mean, I've, I've worked at a company before where it was, hey, um, we don't need you to come in today. Oh, okay. Um, I could have really used that money. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it, it it happens. It does happen, and you have to plan. I mean, usually they they the rule of thumb is what you want to be able to say you have three months worth saved up in the event you know something happens. If you can't work, then you have three months to three months of salary in savings that you can still survive until you can have an opportunity to transition into another career. You know, you, 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 budgeting is, is key. That's all I would, you know, guarantee budgeting is just key. You want to make sure you save. Right. Saving is very important. And I mean, even on that note, when it comes to saving um, and thinking about budgeting, you got to remember too, um, with any company, Sometimes there's a there's a time when you also know that you just got to leave. Yeah. You, you know there's 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 that as well. You can work for a company and you can realize that you enjoy it so much, but then there's a point where you can just become so burnt out or in another case is that you that your hospitality begins to be abused um in the form of being burnt out or overworked. And that, and those are cases where you can't, you don't have time to find a transitioning role. It's a, 
I have to just get out now. So it's knowing when to draw that line on when you have to get out on when it's time to say, I need to leave where I'm at because it's too toxic. It's too hostile. Um, I'm getting burnt out. Or there's also personal reasons to say you're not being challenged enough. There's no room for growth. You don't see future opportunity. Those are also reasons as well that you would also find a, a timing to say it's time for me that I need to transition on. Because whenever you're complacent in a career where you have no growth, where you just feel relaxed and oh, I can do this all day, yeah, that might be time. <laughs> because then where's where, where's the drive? Where's the push? Where's you know the 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 ability to continue to grow and learn? in a career, because that's what you should be doing in a career, is always trying to find ways to advance, to grow, to learn, to build, to improve. And when you just become complacent, sometimes it's also that that's a sign where you might need to also consider the idea of, yeah, it may be time for me to transition. Yeah, because the thing is, you know, you can you can become complacent or or let's say you master your role and then you're just comfortable. Mm-hmm. But then comfortable. you need to you need to think about like, okay, am I making the right salary for what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Or is it already time for me to move on to somewhere else? Are they paying some, you know, like, <clears throat> so every year, you know, you're going to get merit increases, but I'll tell you right now. You can't, you can possibly get merit increases based off of the company. You don't always get them. But oh, yeah, true. But but same. But but just just on merit increases alone, you won't advance far. You use true. the time to, to to build your resume. But you know, after a certain period, it's a it's you need to start looking. You know, you need to start evaluating your position, evaluating, you know, where what your career path is and where you're where you need to go, and if you're going to be able to do that there where you're at. Um, you know, and that's it, there's there's a, there's a number of factors that will come into play, and it may lead to you needing to determine whether if it's time to to leave that company or not. Yep. Yep. I mean, so based off of what you just said, um, right there, uh, regarding you know the merit increases, so. Say you start off in a career and you're making 60 to start off with and you're doing good, you enjoy the job and they say, hey, you did above and beyond, you know, well, let's just take it back. You started new in the career and you start off with your 60 and they're saying, oh yeah, you know, this is a great career for you. You like it, you enjoy it. Merit roll time comes around and they think, you know, you've been doing great with us, but um. You know, so since you're new, you know, and you're doing good, we'll give you a 2% increase this year. So 2% increase comes around, your 60 becomes 61, 61, 200. Another year rolls around and the company was doing amazing. So they said, you know what, we're doing amazing and you've been doing amazing. We're going to bump you guys up to a 3% increase this year. So your 60 has now become 63 over the course of two years. That's great. But then the company hit a rough patch and they weren't able to help everybody out and they had to cut back. So the following year, 
we only were able to get you in at a 1%. So you're now coming in at what, three years working there and you're at 63, 666. What's the bad number? But, you know, for taboo. <laughs> but you're in that range, right? So that's over a three year span. So let's say you went a different route. You worked at the company now and you had a great opportunity, great experience, but another job opportunity came up. And it's basically going to be a promotion. So if that promotion, usually your promotion, you can exp- uh, you can kind of expect like a, usually they, they rate around a 15% increase. If you get a promotion, say you get that promotion into another role, another company with a 15% increase, you're now at 69. So in a course of a year and you've went from 60 to 69 by a promotion job change whereas you stayed in one position for three years and you only went to 63 so (laughs) you got to look at it in the factors of it's it's a good start but sometimes it doesn't even really work. Yeah, it, it it I mean, some of it can be yeah. Some of it can be be like mm-hmm. almost self-explanatory in a way. You know, you just you just look at it and you just got to be like it's got to make sense to you. You know, but to to me I I would look look at things like all right, I've in in a course of 3 years, yeah, my salary went from 61 to you know, 63. But in the course of those three years, I've been able to build my resume. I'm comfortable in my position. I'm pretty good at it. Like I've, I've been able to master it. I think it's time for me to look for something else or look for a promotion. If, if, if there's something that I can get into, um, you know, if not sooner, I, I'm just saying in, in my, from my experience, <laughs> merit increases will only get you so far if, you, if, if it's something that's available to you. Um, but at some point you need to go with promotions or looking to jump to another company. Now, the, the rule of thumb is 15 to 20% jump at minimum is what you need to, to strive for because it's got to make sense in your paycheck. I mean, you're not going to make a jump to another job if you, if like, if you're only getting, maybe two dollars no you you have to you have to go for a little more than that no um, definitely definitely so that that's that's really what we wanted to to bring up with that well i think uh all right everybody well with uh with all of that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the episode that's all we've got for you um today uh stay tuned for our next episode and uh thanks everybody again cool thank you